It's the one place in all of the internet where you'll find four guys talking pro wrestling way too seriously. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster, Brandon Linton, and WWE superstar AJ Francis. This is Jobbing Out. What's up? What's up? Yay! Welcome into episode number seventeen of Jobbing Out. Anyone want to venture a guess? Episode seventeen of is Jobbing that how Out. Many, is that how many world championships I'm going to win? I mean, it might very well be. I would actually, you know what? Frankly, I'd be disappointed if it's only seventeen. I would say that's <laughs> what a wasted career that was. <laughs> Anybody else? How many WrestleMania matches there are? Uh, I don't think there are quite 17 WrestleMania matches. I don't even think there's 12. <laughs> Aaron? Uh, is that how many people are going to be just on night one of TakeOver? I like where your head's at. No, some of us clearly just care a little bit more than others. Today, as we record, it is April 1st. That means that in 17 oh, days... <laughs> <laughs> the show oh. WWE's Most Wanted Treasures debuts on the A&E Network. Some of us are just, you know, apparently concerned friends that that are interested in what's going on in our friends' lives. Others of the us are, are dicks. You didn't even catch that. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't even. It would be really, hey, it would be really sick if you followed the show on Instagram. I Oh, my God. Now it's specifically Instagram. I yep. follow it everywhere else. But now you want to give me <laughs> shit on Instagram. Yeah, I Fuck mean, you. if you really were a fan of me and my, you know, your we friends, you did, would. You know, did you? Did you guys know it was in 17 days? Huh? Did either of you know that? No. You I mean, didn't. I did know that. Well, you, I just didn't right, know that was up. your 17 reference. Yeah, see, yeah. The second you said days, we all knew what it was. Oh, for F's sake. It's jobbing out. Glenn Clark. I don't know if you know this or not, but 18 minus 17 is 1. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. That's the math I did. Fact. <laughs> That's amazing how that Facts. worked out. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster, Brandon Linton, and yes, the main event. Yeah, yay! <laughs> by the way, we're putting uh, we're putting AJ Francis. By the way, that's who that is. We're putting AJ to work a little bit because he's got to do this with us this week, then the WrestleMania preview the next week, and then I I assume we got to do a show the week the show debuts, right? Like, have to kind of have to do that. So a- AJ's well, it's in WrestleMania order. season. Brock Lesnar has to show up. It's true. Yeah, it's a good point. <laughs> I got literally. I got. I work my Brock Lesnar schedule on this show. I will show up the week before Mania, Mania week. The Raw after Mania, and then you'll see me get a summer Pretty much. Oh, man. Uh, we are doing our uh, TakeOver uh, preview show this week. We, the way that we talked about doing this this way last week, because TakeOver is Wednesday and Thursday night of next week, we wanted to give it its own show, in part because it just looks so goddamn badass. A- AJ, yeah. by the way, can you... I, one of the topics that we've had on this show for the last three weeks, and this is with no offense to any other wrestling show... I, I, this is not even a comparison thing. The last few weeks of NXT have been to me about as goddamn good of wrestling television as I have seen in, in any stretch. Uh, you know, for in, from from start to finish, not just like you know the Roman Reigns thing has been so good. Mm-hmm. I'm talking for 120 minutes. The last month or so of NXT has been damn near professional wrestling television perfection. 
I mean, Trips is taking it serious, man. I mean, we're about to be on Peacock, and Peacock has 33 million subscribers. So, like, there's never been a WrestleMania that's had 33 million people that could tune in at one time, let alone uh, NXT TakeOver. So, like, I think he understands, and yeah, not I think, I know he understands the potential of what we have building right now and we're trying to get the most out of it the really cool thing to me has not even been like the structure of the shows have been cool but like just the stuff they've done like everything they've done with cameron grimes oh my god how about austin theory in that uh good battle royal last night that was one of my favorite bits i've ever seen in a battle royal (laughs) so good dude so good everything everything there's like it's just roddy strong is interesting dude it's well the, the roderick strong you know cameron grimes bit like I, I don't want that to end ever. <laughs> like, yeah, I assume I assume when they did that 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 would just be a match at takeover. Right, right. I, I mean, it's it's fucking phenomenal, man. It's just been so good. So we're gonna do this this week. We'll do our takeover picks this week. Then we're gonna try to do the show a little bit earlier in the week next week to give it some more legs for our our big WrestleMania preview edition of the program. Um, just so that we can separate the two things. There's been talk about maybe us doing like a shorter later in the week recap of takeover so we're trying to figure all that out there's just gonna be a lot of content over the course of the next couple of weeks so we're gonna try to react accordingly but let's go ahead and get into it let's do our takeover stand and deliver picks we've got right now 10 matches scheduled over the two nights so we'll go night by night with the exception of we'll combine the um the gauntlet match and the, uh, you know what? Let's just start there. Why don't we just start there? Let's do that. We'll combine the gauntlet match and the North American Championship match. So give me your gauntlet match winner, and then the winner of the match that person will have against Johnny Gargano the next night. That's how we'll start it off, as always. Who should win? Who will win? That's the way we handle this. Um, and AJ, you're first up. Gauntlet match. Leon Ruff, Swerve Scott. Bronson Reed, Cameron Grimes, Dexter Loomis, L.A. Knight to determine a number one contender for the following night. I mean, based on the story that's been told over the last couple months, it should be Dexter Loomis. Um, But I am, I, I think just because of how he debuted and the fact that I don't think whoever wins the gauntlet match is going to beat Johnny the next night, um, they've given him a push right from the jump i think la knight is going to win and he's coming in last i think that matters and and you're you're combining that with the fact that you think johnny's going to win the following and i think johnny's going to i don't no matter who of the six men win i think johnny's going to win the next night so the weird part right is if it was just going to be dexter loomis why wouldn't you have just announced a johnny gargano dexter loomis match right because you have to to get all these guys on the show dexter loomis is a baby face but he's He's like the weirdest baby face. Well, he's, ever. He's, I wouldn't say he's a he's the face, but he ain't a baby face. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's a he's a face, but like right. so because of that, like you 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 can't you can't work the Dexter Loomis starts at number one gauntlet match thing and goes through, but like having him beat two people and then having to beat Johnny the next night, I think that would I think that's that's just how you tell that story. So I'm what I'm going to argue, actually, and I'm going to agree with you that LA Knight's going to win the match, right? But I'm actually going to disagree about the should because to me, I, I actually am cool with this lingering, right, with Dexter Loomis. I'm good 
with that not going away and being something that I can come back to um, afterwards and, and maybe something weird happening in the gauntlet match to take him out involving Austin, whatever it's going to be. Um, I, LA Knight has to. Like, he has to. You, you can't do all of this for LA Knight not to be in the North American title match. And in a weird way, I almost think he has to win it. Um, like if, if this has been a great sell for LA Knight as a star and, and as Aaron and I know, LA Knight is a fucking star. He's a star. He kicks ass, man. Um, like he's amazing. I'm all in on him and I almost think he has to win the match. And I still think you can always have Dexter looming. Hello. I think, hey. you can, I think you can always have that. And as you make this transition to Tuesday nights coming out of next week, um, you can have that being one of the things that's sort of lingering there that has to be dealt with between How Johnny Gargano and... How great the bit where Dexter just stood in the corner? It's amazing! It's God's great! Battle Royal. It's so great! Dude, it's it's tremendous. <laughs> and nobody, nobody came over to him and wanted to mess with him. It was great. Um, so I'm going to go with should and will LA Knight for my pick. Aaron? Well, you guys are all crazy on the should. The should Correct. should be Cameron Grimes should pay off everybody else in the match and win automatically All without right. doing a move. All right, that's a you make a, <laughs> that's a point. you make a solid point. You make a really solid point. A point is good made. Yes. Now, what will happen? I think you're right in in that this doesn't make sense for a Dexter Loomis win. Like Dexter Loomis had every reason in the world to be number one contender. Um, you know, he th- this shouldn't be happening unless it's simply a get everybody on the card, right. which is, is plausible, but I, I still think is a little weird. And, and as AJ has said, it just feels weird for Dexter Loomis to, to come up this way. Um, so I'm going to say, like, you know, the way ends up costing Dexter Loomis. So it does sizzle. I do think I think L.A. Knight wins, but I think Gargano ends up winning the title match. And then Loomis ends up taking it from him down the road. Brandon, I've co- I've convinced myself of one of two things: either it's just going to be the obvious thing that we all want to try to overthink, and that's that Dexter Loomis is just wins because that's the that's the story, and we all thought Johnny Gargano was going to fight Dexter Loomis at Takeover before we sort of saw what they were that they were going to do this battle royal and eliminator and all this other stuff. So that's step 1. Step 2 is we have to remember like there's a history here. Like I think it would be just as good to have Cameron Grimes and Dexter Loomis be the last two people. They can't be. They can't be. Why? Because, because LA Knight is last. Yeah, that's how a gauntlet match works. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah it's not. Yeah. <laughs> Either way, I think... It, I mean, it, it, it is. I'm not trying to be a dick. It's just the way that the match works. I think it could be... I think you could make the argument that Cameron Grimes should win this somehow. Because I mean, you don't have up, to make the argument. Cameron Grimes should win. I have... He's, yeah, I, of, yeah. The, of, the, of the six people in this match, I own a shirt of one of those people. And it's from Cameron Grimes saying, I got so much money, it ain't funny. <laughs> what are you doing with the Johnny Gargano LA night match? I mean, I just don't but think that makes But there's no sense. build, is the point. Like, you, this isn't, you don't have to do a build to a match. You're literally it's just having. over. You're the one who gets all pissed I, off about this shit. Yeah, there's, true. there's no build he, here. He has just made there's, there's no television show between the two. 
It's just a match. It's one match. And I'm telling you, if you're telling me I'm getting L.A. Knight and Johnny Gargano in a match, yeah, sign me the fuck up for that. You I, don't I'm have to do you, a build. I do not think L.A. Knight is winning this match. I think that's the red herring. I think it's either the straightforward Dexter thing or some kind of weird bullshit thing that gets Cameron Grimes through this. And 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 because either you need the match you've built or I think you need a, a relevant somebody to root for in this match. I don't think putting L.A. Knight in the match, they they don't want you to cheer for L.A. Knight and they don't want to cheer, I don't. To cheer for Johnny Gargano. So I don't think that makes sense. Are you I think sure about that? Yes. Man. I I think it's going to be Cameron Grimes. I'm going to say really should hard. be. What? I, I think over the last month, it's been really hard to not cheer for every single person in the way. They have been incredible. You're right about that. They've been outstanding. Well, they've been I, not to mention. They're not making mention, him a smarmy asshole character, though. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I feel like the, the real play is to eventually have the break with him in Austin. Okay. Because I, Austin is just so fantastic in this. Yes lovable idiot role. I agree with all of those things. Uh, the other thing that I would say, Brandon, is that I, I think the, the Cameron Grimes isn't really supposed to be a face either. Right. I do not agree with you. I think they know what this is. They're smart enough to know what they're doing with him. They, they know they know that the he second... He just released that, a t-shirt. Correct. Don't sell t-shirts. They know the second that he's in front of a crowd of people that this is going to be popular. They're not dumb enough to think... That, that that this is a heel character. This is a weird, facey character in some way. I'd, I mean, we all love Cameron Grimes, and nobody's debating that, but they have not presented him as a face. If your scenario is they use this match in order to spin him as Correct. a face, I'll, I'll listen to that. I think that works. I think the better argument for your theory, though, is they have presented Bronson Reed as supposed to be a face. Yeah. Like, yeah. he's supposed he's to be a... He's the only true face in the match, depending on how you feel about Dexter Loomis. Right. Right. And he's pinned LA Knight. So Which I, makes I mean, me think like if I had to if I had to because he has pinned LA Knight, I think that the story is that Bronson beats everybody and then loses to LA Knight. Could be. That's could the story be. that I go with too. I also don't think it's impossible that that they don't they don't care as much about that heel face thing because, you know, have we been watching NXT for a little while? Yeah. And, yeah. Here's, like, here's here. Yeah. I mean that that's true. Here's the other question. Could it in the, could this end up being like, let's say that we're all assuming if Dexter Loomis doesn't win, it's because of some sort of chicanery. Could it end up being a triple threat like LA Knight, Dexter Loomis and yeah, that's possible uh, too. That's certainly possible. I don't disagree that, that something like that could end up happening. I could see like Johnny Gargano comes down and doesn't want to face Bronson. So he like, Cost him. He tries to get himself like uh, in, intentionally yeah. counted yeah. out or something just to protect. No, the belt. like like try like just. Cost oh, him at the, the end, got caught. it, got it, yeah, got it, and they and just put Bronson. That's what makes it a triple. I, I think that's more likely for Dexter, but Bronson works too. Yep, I agree with that. All right, uh, Pete Dunne and Kushida, just a straight up singles match on night one. I I think this is pretty cut and dry. Like I I keep wanting to believe that there's something with Kushida, but. I don't know. It just—it's just never felt like they've—they've they've felt that way. So I'm gonna stick with should and will Pete Dunn. I mean, I'm going to say should be Kushida just because I—I want to believe that something's there with Kushida because you know, as as we've said over and over, when given a chance, Kushida might be the best in ring wrestler in the world. 
Um, but I think will be Pete Dunn because it seems like they care about Pete Dunn and they don't quite care about Kushida. Yeah, I think they've sort of booked both of these guys like they kind of care about them. Um, I mean, Kushida's been booked relatively strongly lately, but I, you know, I think it's one of those things where now Pete Dunn's got to get his uh, juice back. So I think this is a give Pete Dunn his juice back match and it should and will Pete Dunn because he just came off of losing uh, the title match. I think it should be Kushida because I think he needs the moment. I think it will be Pete Dunn because he does need his juice back coming off that uh, the, his title lost. I mean, he didn't lose his title, but his title uh, opportunity lost. Um, but the real thing that stuck out to me, and I and I, I know it's the storyline. So like, they're talking about who's the best technical, like who's the best wrestler in the world, and. I just want to know if AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan are still on this world. Yeah, I mean, it, it is it is a little bit silly. It's a little bit <laughs> silly that they try to go with that with these. No, no offense to these two guys who are both fine wrestlers. Let's no make that very clear. I just want to make sure but that yes, fine wrestler sells them right. a little short. Yeah, I mean, well, you know what I'm saying, Aaron. They're quite good, but come on, man. <laughs> like, but could it be the greatest wrestling match? This is the greatest. <laughs> these are the greatest technical wrestlers in the world. <laughs> Just say it like I just want to make sure AJ Styles is still. No, nah, he's still with us. I, I don't. Okay. We do not have any bad news to report to you. <laughs> AJ Styles is still with us. Um, he, AJ, we did think he was dead at WrestleMania last year. We did. We absolutely. He appeared to be this, buried. They, maybe as, he's not. Maybe this is all a hallucination. It's, or somebody else. They've just they've created a new AJ Styles at this point. Uh, triple threat uh, match for the tag titles: MSK, Grizzled Young Veterans, and Legado del Fantasma. Uh, Aaron, you're up first. Before the injuries, this was all supposed to be about MSK. The, the Dusty Classic was about MSK. This was the ascension moment for MSK. MSK should and will. <laughs> I think they got you on this one. I think this is. Grizzled Young Vets, because that's why this is a triple threat. I think they pin Phantasma, and then you get the chase with MSK. So I'm going to say, should and will, Grizzled Young Vets for that reason. I actually agree with uh, Brandon. Um, I think that uh, Grizzled Young... I, I thought the Grizzled Young Vets were going to win the Dusty Cup. Same. And because, and because they didn't win the Dusty Cup, I think they get theirs now. And it builds the storyline too good, because... Obvi- like you have the Grizzly Young Veterans pill, uh, pill pin, uh, Legado del Fantasma, um, and then not only did MSK not get pinned, but then they're like, we also beat you the last time we faced you. The storyline tells itself. Um, I, I also, I, but I, here's the thing though. I think that Grizzly Young Veterans will win. I think that Legado del Fantasma should win Ooh. because a little yeah. spoil, a little spoiler on my, uh. Cruiserweight pick, I think that it's time to put all the gold on those guys. Interesting. Interesting. Well, they had it before. Interesting. Did they have it before? Did they have? Yeah, that's who um the 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 Breezango beat, right? Oh yeah. wow. I'm we had to go back that far. Yeah, I guess that's right. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um Look, I am. I, I hate to do groupthink, but I actually agree with you guys, um, and I do think it should and will be Grizzled Young Veterans, and I think it's for the exact same reason. I think it's, again, about building something 
coming out of this, and I think that MSK chasing grizzled young veterans is a great build. So I'm going to be inclined to agree with you boys about that. Uh, By the way, who doesn't want to watch that match like three more times? Oh, no. I mean, you kidding me? My God. (laughs) Fight forever, 100%. All right, let's go to the uh, UK championship. Walter against Tommaso Ciampa. Brandon. I love this match. What's not to love? (laughs) This is one of those. Well, this is one of those things where I, I love that they have Walter that they can just kind of like interject into the show and create something without really the need of months of build and things like that, but they still have built it very, very well. Um, yeah, by the way, that- let's give credit. Like Champ is always good at everything because he's Tommaso yep. Champa. This is a little bit different. Yeah. And it is different for him. And, and I think deserves additional recognition that they're doing something slightly different making him a little bit vulnerable in the process and he's the scrappy uh, he's the scrappy smaller underdog it, it it's really working <laughs> now in light of that what what Aaron just said have we still not seen Timothy Thatcher for a little while yeah not for a few weeks and I'm I'm going to bring that up in my talk so i mean the walter's winning and we're getting some kind of super group with Timothy Thatcher with Walter right so I think it's should and will Walter. Um, I think that honestly it should be Tommaso just because like, I think that while tomorrow, while Walter has been probably the best NXT UK champion of all time. And that's saying a lot because Pete Dunn was a hell of a, uh, I was going to say there's two of them. <laughs> yeah. You but know. the other one was really good. <laughs> like, yeah. He's right about that. <laughs> well, there's three of them. Uh, Tyler Bate as well. Correct. Oh God, I oh, forgot right. about Tyler Bate. Um, okay, but yeah. here's the thing, though. I think that if you really want people in the U.S. to watch NXT UK as much as they watch NXT, especially with the move on Peacock, I think there's no better way to do that than to have Tommaso Ciampa be the center of your programming for two, three months, with Walter trying to get his title back, facing Imperium. Smart. Would be pretty smart. But I think Walter's going to win because Walter's been the champ for, I think, what, 14,000 days? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I I think that I'm running into a couple of things because I actually completely agree with that on the... Wait, did he win the title when we were at... um... Yes, in in New York for WrestleMania. So so that's when he won the championship. Yes. The three of us were at WrestleMania. Two years. Two years is what we're talking about. Two years. Um, I agree that it would make a lot of sense for Tommaso Ciampa, who doesn't necessarily have a logical thing he has to do on NXT television, short of saying you can go back to the Timothy Thatcher thing. And look, that you can, that's a in, in case of emergency break glass thing you can do at any point you want, right? Um, I could absolutely get on board, AJ, with what you're saying. I think this is where the practical elements of this are really coming into play for me. The first being the difficulty of international travel right now. Yeah. And the the likelihood being, are they taping four episodes of NXT UK at a time? Do we know anything about the taping schedule for NXT UK at the moment? I don't know anything about the schedule. I just know that it's in Orlando. They're taping everything in Orlando. Yeah. Well, that's definitely more interesting. Now, now I got to think about that. I did not realize they were taping NXT UK in Orlando. Yeah, that changes a lot. Yeah, that really does change a lot. 
that actually makes me compelled to say, go ahead, because I utterly agree with you about this would be beneficial for NXT UK, trying to drive up an American audience to tune in. You can always go back to Walter in a little bit, and, and, and at some point, whenever you can get back to taping in the UK and doing a, a takeover in the U- UK again, um, you can have Walter get his title back at that point. Shit, I'm going to change. Should and will. Tommaso Ciampa if that if they're taping in Orlando shit why not why not do that and you could even incorporate the Timothy Thatcher thing on NXT UK at that point yep a hundred percent shouldn't will Tommaso Ciampa yeah I had no idea they were taping in Orlando I thought they were you know still taping in the UK I know that they've been you know sort of advertising for that UK takeover in two months obviously we have no idea how uh, exactly that'll happen um I mean I was going to say that before that, the should should be, okay, you, you do the Timothy Thatcher thing. That way you have, you know, kind of a leader in for Imperium, both in NXT and in NXT UK. Walter's in the UK. Thatcher is in the US. That way you always have that leader there. And, yep. and that was the way to go. Um, and, and I still, I, I lean that way. But obviously, if they're taping the next couple months in Orlando, you don't need to worry about that too much. I'd say, you know, again, the simpler thing is just make it so uh, you have the, you know, what I just said, Thatcher in the U.S., Walter in the U.K., and you move on from there. But um, that makes it more interesting for sure. Oh, it definitely makes it more interesting. That that really kind of blew my mind when I just found that out. I was like, well, they can't do They can't have Tommaso Ciampa try to go back to the, no, okay, all right, I'm I'm wrong. All right, uh, for the... Where did you guys think they were taping them? Honestly, I thought they were taping them. I, I, like, AJ, this is the problem. You thought, I haven't, you thought that they just had the same set as NXT? I, I, this is the pro- I haven't been watching NXT UK. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I didn't know that they... I, that's the problem. Respect. Uh, NXT Women's Championship. Io Shirai, Raquel Gonzalez to close out night one. AJ. Um... I've been calling this for a very long time. Um, at least ever since Raquel got the pin in War Games in November, I've been calling this. And I think that not only will she win, but I think that she should win because that's how the women's title works in NXT. There's not really any hot shots of the women's title in NXT. In NXT, like, a champion gets the belt, and then they get an opportunity to prove why they're a champion over an extended period of time. And we've been blessed with a lot of great title reigns in NXT, from Rhea Ripley, even Charlotte when she she was only here for a few months. But Charlotte, I mean, all the way back to Asuka and no Shayna Baszler and Bailey, like the list goes on and on. So it's like, I think it's Raquel's turn. And I think that Raquel is the perfect person to keep the belt on forever because there's no one that um, on the current women's roster on NXT, like unless they change how they do with certain characters, like who's supposed to beat her one on one. So I think the only real question about this match is, is Dakota Kai costing her or is she attacking her after she wins? And neither. You yeah, think too early, I bro. think I think that's We're nowhere near birth. that. Oh, yeah. I I I don't think I agree with that. I think when I say attacking after, I don't mean like it has to be that night. I mean like 
sometime the, in April. Yes, in the in the immediate aftermath. In the the I do I do not think there's a chance in hell that Dakota Kai's that that that, that make that a slow burn makes sense for a character that only cares about themselves. I mean, like that. We we all know, but, that, but you're you're assuming that Raquel is going to be the babyface in that situation, oh, one, and I am not. Oh, see, I'm one thousand percent believe that Mikel Gonzalez. I think it's I think it's way easier to tell the story of a couple months with Dakota being her lackey, and then uh, Raquel getting pissed off because she doesn't do the job the right way, and then disrespecting her over and over I mean, again until I, she finally I, snaps. I hear you, but Dakota is unlikable and right now. Yeah, but she's know. also she also was the one more recently that wanted um to, that cared about herself and wanted to for, force Raquel back into caring about the tag titles when Raquel had this opportunity in front of her. Um True. she comes off as jealous and and I also think that part of the problem is Raquel like one of the, what you're alluding to is what we've all acknowledged Raquel Gonzalez has been fantastic. She's yes. been absolutely amazing, and I yep. think we all want to root for her. Um, and it's not even like I get that she doesn't look like a baby face, but I think this is more about that just awesome, goddamn amazing champion that we're all getting behind. And so to me, it's it is yes, shouldn't will Raquel Gonzalez with it happening maybe on the first Tuesday NXT that Dakota Kai turns on her as she's celebrating winning the championship. Yeah, I mean, the only, I, I agree with you 100% should and will Raquel. I think the only question about Dakota is the insertion of the latest uh, women signee who is debuting, I suppose, on that first Tuesday and how, how that's going to interact there. Otherwise, I agree with you 100% that Raquel is going to be the face going forward because Dakota turns. And I, I just wonder if, if the timetable has shifted because of, uh, well, Taya Valkyrie's uh, insertion. Yeah, I mean, let, let's add the other wrinkle, which is, like, are one of these people going to end up on the main roster? Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, would, I mean, the way the trend has gone forever is you lose the NXT women's title, you go to the main roster. Right. And so, and with that being said, like, I don't know if this is that match to, like, this isn't, is this a, a send-off kind of match? Like, I just don't know. Like, I think it'll be a really good match. I love both of these people. This feels fishy to me. I think it should be Raquel, but this almost feels like the first Shayna Baszler match where, like, we all thought she was going to win and she didn't win. Um, You know, she didn't win the first time she went for the championship or whatever. So... I think this is a little bit more of a slower burn with the Dakota Kai thing too, unless there is some costing of the title. So, I mean, if everybody, my head goes, should Raquel Gonzalez just because she deserves a run, but I still think EO is going to win this. I don't know why I just do. Interesting. The the only reason I disagree with you is I'm pretty sure this is going to be the main event of night one. And I think they want to, what is the main? No, you don't have to be pretty sure it is. So so that, that's why I think Raquel, I feel like, you know, if, if, Basically, if you're comparing it to the Shayna thing, where it was kind of, you know, yes, Ember won, but was was it by a roll up or something like that? She reversed her finisher. Yeah, yeah, you know, it was, I mean, that's it was not a roll up. That's yeah. But um, so so I, I think this is going to be a big finish with you know the crowning of Raquel. All right, on to night two. Four more matches that we have to get to, as we've already covered the NXT North American Championship. We're making our picks for NXT Stand and Deliver. Night two on Peacock only. Night one, of course, on USA. 
Uh, we begin with, let's do the, you know, let's go from a women's match to a women's match. NXT Women's Tag Team Championship match. Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart against The Way, Candice LeRae, and Indy Hartwell. I guess that means I'm first. Um, you know, like, this is a tough one, right? Because I think the should is Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell for sure. Like, yeah. th- that's a that's for sure. I think the only question is, y- your first NXT women's tag team title reign was for about seven seconds. <laughs> <laughs> it, do you really want the second one to be for only slightly longer than that, right? Like that's that's a that's that's a lot of different champions in a very short amount of time since you introduced the belts, which might be the purpose of the NXT Women's Tag Team Titles because, as AJ pointed to, they don't hot shot the women's championship itself, but it's a lot. Um, I, I'm gonna say shouldn't will Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell, but that one I'm a little bit. I'm I'm just caught up on the idea that that's three champions in a really short amount of time, and I'm I'm not I'm not certain about it, but I I think shouldn't will Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell because seriously Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell. I, I'm I'm with you. Definitely should be Candice and Indy, and I think it will simply because I'm not sure how the division lines up with uh, Ember and Shot. I mean, obviously you can just run it back. But there's, you know, there are a few face tag teams out there or people you can put together as face tag teams. Not a lot as far as heels. So I feel like you need that heel, uh, those heel champions on top. So I'm going to say will be uh, the way. So my gut feeling is should it should be the way for sure. I mean, aside from the fact that, Glenn, you bring up a good point about hot shotting the belts. But like, I think. In my gut, I think that Ember Moon has a really good heel run in her. And I don't know if her being in this, like, friendship tag team thing is is a, is a good thing for the long run. I think that the money is her being a heel. I, re- I really think that they could turn her into a very strong heel to p- potentially, you know, be at the forefront of the women's division there. So... I'm going to say that the way wins and maybe we start to see some chinks in the armor on the other side. I think that the way should win. Cause I do agree with you guys, but I just think that there's more juice to be squeezed out of Ember and Shotzi as the champs. Um, you can always have them have a, you know, a one month, uh, program with, you know, the Robert Stone brand, um, just to give them just to, you know, just like Aaron said, or it was Aaron or Glenn that said like, they just like the first title reign was literally less than two hours. Correct. And the second title reign would be now what? Two weeks, three weeks. Yep. Roughly. Yeah. So it's like, if that's the case, then that means, I mean, would Indy and Candace then hold it for six months? And if they do that, like, who are they facing? Like, there's just a lot of variables. The thing is, the title just began, so you really don't know what the plan is. Right. Um, so, I'm, but I'm going to say, should the way and will Ember and Shotzi. I just think after the year Ember and Shotzi, well, mainly Shotzi, Ember came on late. But after the year Shotzi's had, I feel like she deserves to retain her title at TakeOver Mania Week. 
So sure. So I, I don't, that's, Shotzi, that's a great point. That's a very good point. I don't disagree with that at all. I also, I, Brandon, I understand what you're saying about Ember Moon. I think that they're looking at Ember Moon almost as like a utility knife, right? Like she can do just yeah. about anything. Um, and, yeah. and, and, you know, who knows what they'll need her to do. And, and, and you're right. I think she could be a strong face or a strong heel. I think she could also be a strong face. Like, you know, it just, well, we've seen, we've seen her do that. Right. That's, that's all I, I, no, I, I hear I, you. I just, I, but I think that's sort of like her role right now being back at NXT is to, to sort of be whatever they need her to be because she's capable of doing all of it. Um, yeah. the cruiserweight championship. Wait, wait, wait. Can I ask one other question? Sure. What's going on with the horse women? Are they hanging around somewhere? Wait, what do you mean? Marina like, Shafir and oh, oh Jeff God, oh Jesus Christ! I for completely fucking forgot. Because um, I mean, if you need a strong heel team, like yeah, that's a that's a damn strong one. There's no doubt about go. that. Yeah, I, I I don't know. I genuinely, Aaron, do you know what's going on with them? I know. I feel like Marina was out for a reason when COVID. I, I don't even. I don't know why, but I, you know, she hasn't been around basically since COVID started. Um, I have no idea about Justin. Okay. All right. Well, it's interesting. Very interesting. All right. Uh, next up, a unifying match: the NXT Cruiserweight Champion Jordan Devlin versus the interim champion Santos Escobar in a ladder match for the cruiserweight title. Aaron, I think it's my lead. No, it's Aaron. Um, you know, th- this is just about what they feel about for Santos Escobar. If they're ready to really push him to the moon, whatever that exactly means to them, to the uh, exactly. Um, then he loses here. If they don't have a specific, like, okay, in May, here's what you're doing. And here's why it's more important than the cruiserweight ch- title. Then it's Santos Escobar. Cause they clearly think more of Santos Escobar than Jordan Devlin. Um, so it's just about, I'm going to say, you know, I think should be Devlin because I think Santos Escobar deserves more. I just don't quite in the exact moment, like in April and May, I don't know necessarily what's bigger. So I'm going to say Santos retains for now. I, so here, this is weird. So I, for, first of all, personally, I can't wait to see this match cause I know it's going to be incredible. Yes. Um, Santos Escobar is where the money is as far as like a star going forward. And I think that you can't have him tied up. I hate to say this. I just don't think you can have him tied up in the cruiserweight situation because they have not, they have not developed it to a degree that we take those people as seriously as we should. And when I say we, I mean, as a collective audience, not the four people on this podcast. Um, So like, I think you got to get him away from this. I think if you want Santos to be a big star, I think that he needs to move on. And so for that reason, I say should and will Jordan Devlin. Uh, Definitely should not Jordan Devlin and will not Jordan Devlin. I think that Santos Escobar is going to win and he very well might lose the title the very next uh, Tuesday to somebody else. Um, but don't you think a ladder match is like the perfect way for him to lose and look strong? Or it's the way to yes, really put just, a, it put it puts him over as well. It gives him that huge no, moment. You guys are thinking about this. You guys are thinking about this way too deep, bro. Or or I guess not deep enough. The only reason this is a ladder match has nothing to do with protecting one of them or the other. It's because Shawn Michaels 
is Shawn Michaels, and Shawn Michaels made the ladder match famous at WrestleMania 10, and the entire storyline was, who's the real champ, him or Razor? Well, sure, yeah, we they, they spun it that way, but you could also, you know, argue I mean, that's, that. that. That's why they had Shawn Michaels come out and bring the ladder out. Like, well, right, but like, I, I would say it's, it's a, what, what, what's, what's the phrase, like a, it's like a convenient, uh, a, a, a My God! Why can I not? I know exactly what you're trying to say, Brandon, and I can't think of what the term is. <laughs> that phrase where like something falls in your lap, essentially, um, and, and I feel like this is that. But but yeah, I mean, like it's you could call is it serendipitous? Is that what I'm? Maybe two sex machina, whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, it's like a something, three, six something of convenience. I, I wait. Are we talking about three six mafia? It's hard yeah, out there for a pimp. Let's talk, three, let's talk more about three six mafia. I'm all in. Yeah. <laughs> um. I do think AJ uh, has a point that they did Shawn Michaels for a reason, and that makes it a bigger moment because of Shawn Michaels, which would point sure. to Santos Escobar. Uh, all right, is it me? Did AJ, are you, are you no, good? No, AJ's still going. I interrupted him. Okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm not still going. Should and will Santos Escobar. He, so, okay. He, he deserves the spot, and, and like after the year he's had, he stepped in when Jordan wasn't able to do anything. For net, you know, COVID reasons and other reasons, um, but like now, Santos has had one of the best. I mean, is it reaching to say he's had the best cruiserweight title reign? Oh, ever, by far. Ever since they brought the title back, no. by far. Like, question not, though, not at all. Uh, are you are you just conveniently forgetting about Enzo Amore or what? Like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, remembering. The, here's the here's the craziest part. Santos Escobar's title reign is so good that literally the only one that is even close to comparison is Enzo, and that was nowhere near as good. Well, I mean, I, I, it was a, it, it was a different thing they were doing, obviously yeah. too. They were just trying to, you know, put put the the belt on someone that was an established TV personality already at that point. Does that, by, by the way, we didn't mention that. Did, does anyone think that that part of it has? is going to come into play the fact that the original plan was for Jordan Devlin to be the cruiserweight champion. And that this was sort of a deviation from that. No, because no. I don't think they, they wanted Jordan Devlin to be a year long run. It was just kind of, no, but I, think he had was, just, I mean, he had just won the title. He had just won it, but I expected him to drop it back at last year's mania. Okay. Um, for the record, I think you make a really compelling argument. AJ, that the better way to do this would be to let Escobar win and then have yeah. him lose it shortly thereafter. Um, but it, it's just sort of it was it's a little unlike NXT. I, the Escobar was dancing around with Karrion Cross. I I can't think for any reason that's not because that's coming. Not to give anything away, um, that that's not coming soon. I, I think that that's coming quickly. Um, an Escobar Karrion Cross thing. I. I I think that the serendipitous does end up being the word here. I think that a ladder match allows you to make Santos Escobar look incredibly strong throughout, have great high moments, but Jordan Devlin just happens to win in the end, and Santos Escobar is ready afterwards, and Karrion Cross still has some feelings there. I, I think that is more important than getting Santos Escobar the win um, on at takeover week. I think it's far more important that he comes out of it looking ready to make that jump. And literally, we already we've already gotten some story written for a Santos Escobar carrying cross feud. So 
I am convinced. It, like, and what what you might convince me of is the answer should be Santos Escobar and kayfabe because he's been building to this moment. But in my belief that Santos Escobar is about to go work for the title title, I think the answer will be Jordan Devlin at that point. So with that in mind, we have a championship match. Oh, no. You know what? I guess we should do the other one first. Yeah. I'll make the argument. I think this is really the main event of of Stand and Deliver. But Although they have not said that. They, they have not. The other one they is. have not. Unsanctioned match. Adam Cole. Kyle O'Reilly, Brandon, you go first. I mean, personally speaking, I I want I want Kyle O'Reilly to win, and I want Adam Cole to go to Raw or SmackDown. Like I, I think Adam Cole has been in NXT far too long at this point, particularly with the the stretch where he's barely working, and I think that it's time. You give Kyle O'Reilly a big win, Adam Cole gets the big send-off, and we see him on SmackDown or something. Should and will Kyle O'Reilly. I, I think that I agree with uh, Brandon that Kyle, I'm not Kyle, uh, that Adam should have been on the main roster a long time ago. Um, and he proved it when NXT did their invasion angle two years ago. Uh, but I think that before that happens, we're going to get this Adam Cole super mega heel in NXT on his lonesome, and then he'll be eventually caught up. Um, So I'm going to go should and will Adam Cole. Wow. 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 Um I I am in agreement with Brandon that this is this is the moment for Adam Cole to move on. Now, you know, we have talked about this ad nauseum, but this had to happen before he could move on. You had to end undisputed era. I do think there's a bigger Roddy question now, which is where does he fall into this and 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 when might he show up during the course of of this story? But I think ultimately that's after Kyle O'Reilly overcomes Adam Cole that he deals with the Roddy question afterwards. So I'm I'm going to agree with Brandon. We have been duped before, but I think this is finally, this is the time um, for Kyle O'Reilly to get the moment for Adam Cole to go ahead and move on. So should and will Kyle O'Reilly. I'm also really, um, I'm also really glad this is night two because... I think this needs to be, and this is almost the, like, it's almost the problem with me that we're not just calling it the main event. This has to be a 30 minute match, right? Like this has to be 30 minute brutal match. Yes. This is, this is the Gargano Champa match from, uh, from new Orleans. Where <laughs> so that being said, well, does that mean Kyle O'Reilly is going to be, uh, going for the cruiser or for the North American title? <laughs> <laughs> or whatever goofy bullshit. Right, they had him win the the, the correct. They had him win the 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 feud of feuds, and then. <laughs> um, but no, but if if you remember, that was the main event, and they had Aleister Black win the title before it. Um, I agree with you one hundred percent. But I mean, the past few months, we you know we've kind of been asking why they've made some of the decisions they've made, and everything I've always come back to is. It makes Kyle O'Reilly a bigger face. It makes yeah. Kyle O'Reilly a bigger star. Like this feels like the Kyle O'Reilly Correct. moment 
And um, I, I still believe that, that everything we've been building towards is from Kyle O'Reilly to come out as the face of faces in NXT at a time where we don't really have a face of faces in NXT. So Kyle O'Reilly should and will win this. I agree. I agree. All right. And finally, for the strap, Karrion Cross is back. Never lost it. He faces Finn Balor. I think that we see. Oh, sorry, I dropped my phone. I think that we see um, the demon. I think that Finn oh, Balor really out the demon for the first time since we saw since was it WrestleMania in New Orleans. No, in New York. In New, New York game. against Baron Corbin when he did the surprise. Uh, it wasn't against. It was um, against uh, Lashley. Lashley, yeah, yeah. So it, it was. Uh, it was a surprise moment and hasn't been back since. And that's why I think it'll, this is WrestleMania time, man. It's been two years. And if there's any character that you're going to want to debut the demon against, it's carrying cross with that entrance that he has. So, uh, and I think Finn Balor is going, should and will win. Wow. Um, I mean, I've, I have just operated entirely on this just being Karrion Cross is back. He wins the belt. Finn Balor either just goes back to the main roster at that point because he's accomplished everything they needed him to accomplish. Um, I, 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 can't, I just have not even envisioned another scenario beyond that. It's interesting. It's, it's certainly a compelling argument. And whether that's to drag it out further or not, I don't know. But I, I have maintained Karrion, they, they put the belt on Karrion Cross for a reason. He wasn't really gone all that long. It seems to be as though there would be no reason to deviate from that path. Carrying Cross shouldn't will. Uh, I'm with you, Glenn. I, I will say this. I did think about the demon. I don't think he necessarily fits in this match. Now, let's say Carrying Cross wins and they have tripping. a and they have a remake. Like he's gone so away from so far away from the demon thing that it would be weird to bust it out. Has here. he because he's alluded to a demon inside of him in every promo and since David now said it was him and Karrion Cross. I, I I think I think you need to you need Karrion Cross to clearly be better for him to need to bring the demon out. Is, no, I guess what I'm saying I, mean, like, you, I, I, I can see, see, I can see that I can see that too, but what I'm thinking about is just literally production value. You have Karrion Cross come out first. Obviously, his entrance is incredible. Mm. It looks the way it looks. And then you just hear, boom, boom. Yeah. Boom, boom. Like, chills. Oh, chills, and It bro. would be incredible. And, and you yeah. did put this in the main event after an Adam Cole-Kyle O'Reilly match. So, yeah. you know, the argument that you need to do something big in order to justify it as the main event, I, it fits. There's no doubt about that. Let's not pretend, bro. They brought Finn down to NXT to run NXT, and that's what he's done. And is that going to stop? Well, yeah, you have to ask the obvious question. If they're bringing out the demon, is it time for the demon to take a loss? No. I mean, I would argue no, but... <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't think so, because I think that should... The demon won at WrestleMania, it's going to win at TakeOver. Well, I well here's here's my question. You said that they they can't they went to Finn. They brought Finn down to run things. If Karrion Cross never gets hurt, does Finn ever become champion? Is he there yes. to run things? Yes, I think that because the writing was on the wall from the moment the moment that I called this as the as the NXT title match. The moment that Karrion Cross won the title from Keith Lee, 
because I expected Karrion Cross to just hold on to the title and run through everybody leading up until WrestleMania time, and then Finn Balor would bring out the demon and beat him. Now, because of how everything worked out, Finn Balor brings out the demon to beat him still, but instead of a having to do it because he has to do it, it's a, I think I need to do this, and it's a cool surprise. It's interesting. I mean, it's interesting. It really is. It's 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 quite interesting. Uh, uh, who's got to make a pick? Uh, I think I just made mine, but... Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, if, you make yours? If, if it's the demon, it should will the demon. But if it's... If this is what we think it is, which is just Finn Balor versus Karrion Cross, I mean, I think it should and will Karrion Cross, but I don't know. I, I don't think Karrion Cross is the person who should be the first person to beat the demon. So, so that's where I stand. If it's the demon, then the, the demon should and will, and if it's not, then Karrion Cross should and will. All right, all right. There you go. Those are our picks. Uh, AJ, what um, what should we be? I mean, like you guys have been like putting out some cool content on social media in the lead up to the show. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot of content for the show, and there's just more and more going to come out. Uh, I'm really excited. It's 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 you know, 17 days away as Glenn likes. Yeah, to I don't know if you heard. It's 17 days away. I knew that. <laughs> Nobody else seemed to. Really weird. Really weird, Dude, and just not it's good friends. Crazy, like to think that I started... I'm surprised you knew the date at all, since you're not following it on ah, Instagram. right. Yes, there's that. Yeah, good point. Yeah, good Barry. That's how yeah. you do that. That's yeah. how you do that. Yeah. Um, but you know, dude, I'm just really excited. Um, I am honestly, we're about to debut a show that's unlike anything ever on TV, and I get to be the host of it, and it's like me reclaiming the legacy of all my like heroes as a kid so it's like the fact that the show debuts in 17 days it doesn't even kind of feel real 17 so, days though is when it's, it's debuting guys if you were wondering it's 17 days from today which is the first because i i know it's the 18th and so i just want to make sure you yeah, guys yeah, minus right, 17 is right we're one, aware, yes. we're all right yeah um we will do this again next week with you for wrestlemania Mm-hmm. So this will be a short sign off for you. I mean, hopefully you can't do it with me. Hopefully I get booked last minute on Mania. Ah, that would be that to, would to be benef- that would be wonderful if you said sorry, can't be there because you pop up on but Raw. On everyone else is getting sorry, put into the Universal sorry, title match. Why not AJ? Yeah. How 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 much uh, uh, poetic justice would it be after all the shit you guys talked about it if I win the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal? <laughs> Oh my god! Oh my god! I would have to put over the Andre the Giant Battle Royal so bad. Are they you guys, are they you know, I've really it? been thinking about it. This is actually a really important match on the card. Oh yeah, dude! Wait till would... you see the spin we put on the Andre the Giant oh Battle Royal. Oh my god! The moment you win, I'd have to sit there like, you know what, guys? I've really spent a lot of time on this one, and, and, if, and if I don't, I win, was right all these years. I've always said how important it is. <laughs> By the, the way, the hang Giant, on a second. The... Hang Battle on. Royal is the stepping stone to yeah. the Hall of Fame. If our boy John Minadakis can completely change his history to be the number one Roman Reigns fan of oh all time, God. I can one talk about revisionist history. Correct. I can one thousand oh percent become the Andre the Giant <laughs> Battle Royal. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! And soon you'll have to be the Survivor Series guy. A hundred percent. Oh my god! No doubt. I am all in on Survivor Series. The one time. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. You guys realize how amazing that is? We get to see 
Raw guy against SmackDown guy. It's amazing, you guys. <laughs> even even though uh, Baron Corbin came to Raw this week, I don't know what you're talking about. This was the one time all year. <laughs> All right, all right. Uh, at AJ Francis four one zero on uh, on Twitter is how you follow, and on all social medias, that's how you follow him. And there he goes. He is the main event. 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 All right. Thanks to AJ. Appreciate him jumping on it again. We'll do our WrestleMania preview Tuesday of next week. Let's get to Raw and SmackDown. Obviously, we we did get resolution on Friday night, and and this is where I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna handle I'm gonna try to do two things at once. I'm not gonna offer a mea culpa. I'm going to offer an acknowledgement, and but it, it's gonna feed back into the problem that I have. I had more casual wrestling fans, Brandon, tell me that they were equally riveted by by this story. And the way that it unfolded on Friday night and how all three of these guys are fitting in going into this match. But I, I want to use that word carefully. Casual wrestling fans. It 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 goes who, back. Who do they want to watch WrestleMania? And well, I mean, this is this goes back, but this goes back to the problem eternally that I have. I'm not gonna change my mind. I'm never gonna be okay with WrestleMania just being an exhibition. I accept it to some extent. But it shouldn't be for the winner of the Royal Rumble, and it shouldn't be for your main championship match. I have no problem with there being other elements of WrestleMania that are exhibitions, right? Like, I, the match that we should have gotten, I still, I cannot fucking believe that they got... All right, never mind. I'm going to get back to the Miz thing in a second. Um, <laughs> I was waiting for that. <laughs> holy, what in the flying... It's the greatest song ever made. I yes. How in the fuck do they not understand that this is a tag team match? And that if it was a tag team match, it would be one of the best things that was happening well, on WrestleMania. And instead, it sucks ass. How- well, well, hold hold on. Apparently, there's injuries involved. Who's hurt? It's a, I read something that said Priest and Morrison were both dealing with some kind of injury. And they weren't 100% sure if they... I think it was Damian Priest specifically who isn't cleared. Well, that Which does, makes sense because he hasn't done anything. I mean that 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 changes something, but it's almost not worth doing this at all. Well, the, well, well so no, that's I, not true. No, what I, I what know, I read man. was that they expect to hopefully shotgun it into a tag team match. All right, uh, they but they want him to. They need to clear Damian Pre. I, now, of course, I don't know if any of that's true, but I read it on the internet. They so better. They be better. I mean, li- right, literally. Let, let me see who it, has that. It's the difference. It's legitimately the difference between one of the best things that's ever happened at WrestleMania versus one of the worst thing that's ever happened at WrestleMania. Like that's how good. All of this is that if you just get the part that matters right, it's wonderful. If you don't get the part that matters right, fuck all. Fuck all. If you get the part that matters right, holy shit, this is so wonderful. But I, I got to know more about that. Admittedly, I, I'm not aware of any of that. Um, back to the, the, the situation from Friday. In a vacuum... Everyone seems to fit in a role. Roman Reigns is obviously a heel. Daniel Bryan's obviously a face. Edge is a tweener. Now, Edge is barely a tweener. And that's the part that no one wants to admit that are casual wrestling fans. The truth is, Edge is just a heel. There's there's no actual Mm -hmm. tweener there. 
it's for a casual wrestling fan, you like Edge, and so you're letting Edge be a tweener despite the fact that all he's really done is just be a heel, and frankly, a chicken shit heel. Well, he's, they're trying to they're trying to say because he's still beating up Roman, that's the part that makes him tweener or whatever. Well, no, the, I mean the part that makes him tweener is the fact that he's Edge. That's really the yes. only part that makes him a tweener. Well, then he's also beating up a, the biggest heel on the show. But he's being a chicken shit in the process. It doesn't it doesn't equal like if you're because he's using a chair. If he's using a chair and he's trying to keep Daniel Bryan out of the match. Yeah, he's try- he tried to kill Daniel Bryan. Like he's yeah. a- he's afraid of the guy. He's chicken he, shit. He's, he's destroying authority figures with chairs, which is Well, I think I think that if you ask the person who wrote that story, they would say he's not supposed to be chicken shit. He's supposed to have snapped and be like losing okay. his his mind and being angry and just acting out that way and being a dickhead, not being scared of Daniel Bryan, he's pissed at Daniel Bryan, so he's like, "Fuck you, Daniel but, Bryan." But, kind of. But why? How is a tweener pissed at a guy who also wants his chance? Like they, because he's mad that he now has to fight two people. I mean, that one's easy. But he's not. He's not being wronged in the process. He is. He's being wronged, dude. Simply, he goes from a fifty percent chance to a thirty-three percent chance. I, I, I understand. Come on, your math here. Hang on. If they were doing that math, if that was what they were doing, they'd be doing a better job with this. They're not really doing that. They're making no, it no, specific. No, they, did, they had Ed say that. No, they, but they he didn't want another person in the match because then, he, and then he went to Roman and said, "Hey, now you have to be. You know, now I could beat Daniel Bryan for the title." But they've you know, also, like, but they've also made it very specific that it's been about Daniel Bryan. Like they haven't told a story about Edge just not wanting anybody to be in the match. It's been very specific about well, Daniel he's Bryan. He's the only one that's I, trying to get into I, the match. I understand the argument. I understand that part of it. But they, you'd have to go much further and much less to the dickishness in order for that to not come off as completely heelish. That what they've done is treated, made someone a complete and total heel. That a group of fans are just saying. Well, but we like Edge, so we're going to cling to the idea that he's a tweener instead. The the story has been in no ways tweener. It's been heel. He's been... There's no way that anyone could be happy with Edge winning the belt at WrestleMania. Right. I agree with that. That's a heel. That's what that is. Well, no, I think it's... Or it's an ineffective tweener. Yes. I think it's an ineffective tweener. I I think it's because of who the face is. I think if 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 you had John Cena or like you know even Drew or someone like that I think you would have far more people that would say they'd be happy if Edge would win the title but I think because it's Daniel Bryan that changes a lot or I think who he is changes it a lot or if he here's was what, yeah go ahead go ahead I was going to say here's here's what we kind of danced around last week and and we didn't na- you know really nail it down what Edge is is Batista in 2015. Yeah. A guy who won 100%. the Rumble, and by the time WrestleMania came around, he was a completely irrelevant part of the picture. He was part of the story, yes, because he had to be part of the story, but his character was nothing, his storyline was nothing, and he was the one guy you really didn't care about in the match. Yeah, no, you're. I, I, I think you nailed it. I, I think you're right about that. But this goes back to the, this is why I had a problem with but, it. But Batista like, was, a te- was a tweener, correct? He was a nothing. Well, he was a nothing. Well, but, by, but, by the time WrestleMania rolled around, he was a nothing. Yeah, and the, the Batista situation is really unique because it was he was supposed to be a face. The, right. Right. 
I don't. Well, and Edge was supposed to be a face until they let Daniel Bryan in. But right. that, that's why none of this makes any sense, right? Like right. I keep coming exactly. back to this not making sense. The Daniel <laughs> like Bryan they did thing. Did it on purpose this time? Right. It was exactly. an accident the first time. Right. That, like, the, 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 the first time they had to because Daniel Bryan should have won the Rumble. No, but that's the thing that no one's really talking about. Is we we were saying yeah, Daniel Bryan should win, but no one was clamoring for Daniel Bryan to win the Rumble or be in this match at any point until they put him in a position where they had to put him in the match. All we were clamoring for, you know, really, was somebody, there to be a logical guy to knock Roman Reigns from the head of the table. That That's right. that's all we, yes. we wanted there to be a story. And again, a lot of us thought that Jey Uso should be the one to do it. Da- Daniel Bryan was a fine choice to be the guy to do it, right? We were all on board with Daniel Bryan being the guy to do it, but it didn't have to be Daniel Bryan. It could very well be Kevin Owens. It could very well have been Shinsuke Nakamura, um, it absolutely should have been Jey Uso. It didn't end up being any of those people. And instead, what the... F- I mean, this is the part that I'm struggling with. The casual wrestling fans are seeing everything in a vacuum and saying, well, I kind of like it because I'm inclined to like Edge because he hasn't been around in a while. When I used to watch wrestling, I liked Edge. And so he's back, and I like that. And I like Daniel Bryan because he's Daniel Bryan. And... Wow, this is this is a different Roman Reigns, and I I didn't like Roman Reigns the last time I saw him, and so now I get to see Roman Reigns maybe get his comeuppance. So like I'm kind of on board with all of it from a casual wrestling fan, but it goes back to what we talk about. WrestleMania's main event shouldn't be for the casual wrestling fan. They should be able to make a WrestleMania main event that also works for the casual wrestling fan. That's the problem that I have, and I'm going to continue to have. So it's tricky because I'm not a casual wrestling fan, and I actually really like this main event. However, I also can at the same time say I don't really love Edge in the main event, you know, winning the Royal Rumble. I don't love that there was no plan and that they just kind of, like, ended up here. I mean, like, we can have two thoughts at the same time. Like, it's a good match. It's a good match for everyone, not just casual wrestling fans. But how we got here... Man, I can't get on board with that. I can't get on board with that. How can't you get on board that Edge versus Roman Reigns versus Daniel Bryan is going to be a really good match? Because I'm starting to... I am starting... Admittedly, I'm starting to worry about Edge. To Aaron's point, I'm, I'm uninterested in Edge. I have no interest in his part of this story. It's not compelling to me. But so, like... Take away, again, we're in a vacuum, take away everything that you think should be happening and think about what could be happening and that, you know, if this ends with Daniel Bryan winning, and again, in a vacuum, not the way that Roman should lose or any of that, but, like, you don't think that essentially him having to go through two obstacles it's a triple threat match, so there'll be no rules. So every little fucking bell and whistle that they're going to throw into this thing and him coming out on the other side isn't in a vacuum a good thing to watch? Uh, will I hate it? Probably not hate it. I, I mean, probably not, but anything that Edge does in this match, I'm not interested in. I can't get over that. He's the, Even get his ass kicked? That was the only part that was going to interest me in a one-on-one match. Like, the only thing I was interested in a one-on-one match was watching Roman Reigns kick Edge's ass. That was the only thing that I could be interested in. I, I, I've got nothing left here. 
There's no role that Edge can have in this match that makes me interested in what he might do. I don't want him to win. I don't want him to lose. I want him to not exist. <laughs> like, not in humanity. <laughs> Let me make that very clear. In this Is there any the chance end, that that's still a possibility? I mean, it would be the best case scenario, but no. Like with the, the, the he's suspended or whatever? Yeah. And that's what I was trying, like... They went above and beyond. You know, we've had the the authority beatdown and stuff. We've very rarely seen, you know, a chair to the head of an authority figure. I mean, I that that only smells like to me there's some scenario where they don't think he can wrestle the match, right? Well, like, th- do you see the reports this week no. from Vince saying that he looks old? Oh, no, I've seen that. But that there's a big difference between Vince doesn't like him versus... Physically, it, it would almost feel super awkward at this point to oh, pull him out. Of the match. Oh my god, it would feel in um, borderline insane to just yes. take Edge yeah, out like, of the I, match. I, I, I would, I'd, I'd rather him be around and get taken out early than that. Yeah, I mean that might be a best case scenario. Is that somehow he get? I don't know, dude. I really don't know. Th- this is it is hard for me to rationalize this in any way. I am. I, I've I've been bothered by the edge thing from day one. It hasn't gotten any better. It's gotten worse. It's let, just let me let me ask worse. you a couple questions as far as rationalizing things goes. So at Fastlane, did um did Roman Reigns defend his championship at Fastlane? I mean, technically, yes. He did. I okay. Mean, there, there was a match. There was no conclusion to the match, but so then that, that caused Daniel Bryan to get put into the match, correct? Yes. Yes. And who who put him in that match? Adam Pierce. Oh, unbelievable. All these things that weren't rationally possible when I brought them up four weeks ago. Um I I don't think Wait, what? I think we're trying we're trying to rationalize with the irrational here. I mean, they're gonna just do whatever. And it's not gonna matter if it makes sense. I mean, that's I I, I hate to always go back to nothing matters, but like the fact that we even got this far. Like, because I think back a month ago when I was suggesting all this stuff, Glenn, you made a really good point that, like, you should want to promote a giant match for WrestleMania. But they clearly either didn't care about that or the need to, you know, make a seemingly bigger match outweighed that need. And they did it anyway. So, like, if they're backstage dealing with hiding Vince in the corner because he's screaming at everyone that he doesn't want to see Edge because... I'm guessing he saw him wrestle Jay Uso and saw the same thing that all of us saw, which is that he can kind of go, but he can't really go. Well, okay, but they put a lot of guys that can't really go in matches. At, like that's but not in the main event at WrestleMania. Well, Bill Roman Goldberg, and Undertaker faced each other. <laughs> Undertaker's their blind spot. Let's just say that Undertaker's their blind well, spot. But you have to extend that to Bill Goldberg too. I mean, like, they... but he wasn't in the last match, was well, he? He was the no. year that it should have been Chris Jericho and Kevin no, he Owens. He wasn't. He wasn't. That was Undertaker. Oh, that and was Reigns. God damn it! They did fucking Undertaker and Reigns. That's fine. All right, that's true. They did do that. You're right. Jesus. When when Undertaker was retiring, as it turns out, it was just a fucking match. Like they just put <laughs> all they did was just put a match at the end of WrestleMania. What a bizarre thing that was. I I I don't know, dude. Like it, I I I well, here's what I would tell you. You're right, but that doesn't make it okay. Like both things. <laughs> yeah, we could say nothing matters, but then why are we doing this podcast? And that's and that's sort of where we have to come back to. Like the there has to be a point to anything 
Otherwise, why are we watching? And and somebody would say, why are you watching? <laughs> like that, and that would be well, fair. I think the, the biggest point that we always should come back to and remember is that they are counting. By the way, they're probably more right about this than not. But they're counting on that the majority of their audience has a very short-term memory and that the only things that really matter are kind of like right now in the moment and then tomorrow's a new thing and then the next day's a new thing. So while I think there are people who care about making all that make sense, I think there's enough of them that don't believe I, that people. Brandon, are I have again, it. I have no doubt that that's true. But this goes back to a big. You do. You need people to watch WrestleMania, but you yes. also want people to watch professional wrestling throughout the course of the year. Co- correct. And yes. and when we talk about ratings being down, and we pretend like decision making that's just based on a whim for trying to get people to watch WrestleMania. That impacts people's interest in watching professional wrestling throughout the course of the year, and and nobody wants to talk about it because it's there's no, it's not as simple as saying this guy showed up an hour two on Raw and we can see what the ratings bump was from hour two on Raw. We're right. talking about a far bigger picture type of thing, which is that things should matter from one week to the next, and then the week after that, and then the week after that, and the week after that. And it doesn't mean that you always put yourself in a place where you can have no flexibility. You have to have flexibility. Guys get hurt. There's professional wrestling. Things happen. You realize the audience is reacting a certain way to somebody, and and you go with that. It's not a notion of never being flexible or never doing anything, but doing things for purposeful reasons instead of just doing them. And this is... Is more. I, I can't believe that Daniel Bryan could beat Roman Reigns in a WrestleMania main event, and right now my feelings about it are like, uh, okay, you know, like, okay, but that's because the story, unlike the la- unlike 2014, when the story was only about Daniel Bryan, it was just about come hell or high water, Daniel Bryan had to have his WrestleMania moment. That wasn't the story this time. To Aaron's point. We were not freaking out about Daniel Bryan specifically. The well, and, and a lot of that has to do with how they were booking him. They weren't booking him strongly, and he was sometimes he wasn't even there. Well, so, and, and, well, and, and he's, you know, just like most wrestlers, he's a guy who, if they go away, we will kind of be simmering for the most. Obviously, the 2014 was a completely different story. That's the thing. This but, is not simmering. That. But then they put him in this position where they knew what the reaction would be. Right. This, right. this, is, this is a different thing. The story wasn't really Daniel Bryan this time. The story was we need a concise, logical story about Roman Reigns to play out for WrestleMania. That's what we were watching. That's what we wanted as wrestling fans. It was a logical Roman Reigns gets dethroned WrestleMania story. And they couldn't give it to us. And that can't be solved by throwing someone else at it and saying, well, I'm giving you Daniel Bryan. Aren't you happy? Well, we didn't need it to be Daniel Bryan. <laughs> I, I can't so say we- this enough. It didn't. We, Daniel Bryan's had his moments. And trust, we love Daniel Bryan moments because it's Daniel Bryan. It, this is such a different thing than 2014 when it had to be Daniel Bryan yeah. or when it had to be Kofi Kingston in New York. Th- this could have been anyone if the story was told well. And that's what makes it so goddamn frustrating to me is that like I'm getting this thing that I, I, I am understanding of why the casual person is interested in it, but it is so the opposite of what a wrestling fan should have wanted based on all of the programming that we've watched over the course of the last six months. And you have to wonder if that's because they literally didn't even know if they wanted Edge in this match to begin with. Which is since, insane. 
I mean, it's, well, the, the only reason I have to ask that question is because we've known that Edge was the Royal, Royal Rumble winner. We've known since January. They conceivably have known since at least that day, at least. And so it's crazy to me that you have a Royal Rumble winner and then no WrestleMania match for quite a while after that. And then, it, it, you know, if you believe the reporting, the Daniel Bryan decision was made the weekend of Elimination Chamber that 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 he was going to be inserted into the WrestleMania match. And that was the beginning of that story. So, like, that's really fucked up, right? Like, <laughs> that's what we're getting at. Like, what? Why are you making Royal Rumble decisions that you're not sure about? I, I don't want to keep doing it. I'm sorry. I, I don't. I don't want to. Keep I, I do doing actually. It. I want to take this way. one small quick direction, Brandon. Yeah. You said that all of this makes sense. All of this makes for a better story if it's about Daniel Bryan overcoming the odds. Are you leaning now towards Daniel Bryan winning? So I have two thoughts. One, I don't think that's the way Roman Reigns should win, should lose his title in this current situation. Um. But I also could see them doing that. I, I, I don't I don't know. I really don't. And, and that's part of why I like it, because I, 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 I feel like I like things where I can't clearly tell you who I definitively think will will win. But like in this scenario, I would say this is just a Roman win somehow. You know, like it, it doesn't play to me like unless they just think. There's fans there, and Daniel Bryan wins the title, and everybody will will be really happy. I mean, it could be as simple as that. I don't know. I don't think it should be as simple as that. But I could see, I can see why if you, you know, if you have more on the line than us just wanting a good story, which is, you know, sales and reactions and filmable moments and other, you know, whatever. You know, I could see them maybe disreg, you know, say. Daniel Bryan makes Edge tap out. Then you get Daniel Bryan, Roman Reigns at, at SummerSlam. I don't know. But I will say the part that I like is that I don't know. So speaking of don't know, this is interesting. I just pulled up the odds for it. What would you think the odds are for this match? Whew, great question. That's um, a really good question. I would think, oh my God. Ay, ay, ay. I really, I. And, is and, Roman favored or is it like equal all three? Just I, I want you to guess, and then I'm going to tell you what what it is. Um, I'm going to say Roman's favorite. Yeah, I would think that Roman would be a slight favorite, followed by Daniel Bryan, and then Edge. This is wild. Edge is a plus one fifteen favorite. Now, but did it? Where did it start? Do we know where it started? Uh, it started about uh, if I remember correctly on this book, it was something along the lines of Edge minus one thirty, Roman plus one ten, somewhere around there. Okay, so I'm trying to figure out if that's. So you're saying basically is their liability here, and that's why they – that's right, possible. Right, Yeah, that, that could be possible. But anyways, it's Edge plus 115, Roman plus 150, Daniel Bryan plus 200. Which is – If you're telling – listen, this is – this is, again, in a vacuum, and we, I think we've all said a million times, Roman Reigns should not be losing his championship in a triple threat match no. on this run. That should not happen. Uh, well, no, if you told me Daniel Bryan clearly pinned Roman, I'm okay with it. He just shouldn't. It, it should, like, I Roman still... has to lose, be pinned to lose. Mm. I'm not. But I, but, but I think I think that this feels like the kind of thing where if, if, if Roman's winning, 
you're putting the other guy in there to make him look stronger it, and and maybe protect someone else. And if he's losing, you're putting the other guy in there to protect him is what it feels like. And, and that scares me. But. but but so there is one thing I didn't consider. And I don't know if it's good, but let me just throw it out there. What if the story is that Edge is winning and they don't want him to be a face because they know what we think about that and that this is more going to be like an Edge sold his soul to win the title type of story that will that he will leave as a full on heel. What's the big moment there to make him a full on heel? He kills Daniel Bryan. It's in, in, a, in a no in a no DQ. Uh, it would, have to, be, it would have to be after the match. He would have to win, and then like Daniel, Daniel Bryan. Bryan has to like go to Daniel try to... Bryan's like has Roman Reigns in the yes lock, and he hits him in the but head that, with a chair. But six that's times. but that's what someone should do. That's trying to break up. That's trying to win yeah. a championship. I, I don't he, think that makes him nuclear heel. No, I think he it would have bludgeons him with the chair and in the in, in the course and... of a no disqualification match. No, yeah. Wait, 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 when Kevin Owens destroyed Roman Reigns in their false count anywhere match, did that make him a heel? But he didn't like hurt him afterwards. But that's my point. Left. It would have to be no, afterwards. No, you're saying afterwards is a big difference. If if yeah. after he wins the match, Daniel Bryan goes to like shake his hand and yeah. say begrudgingly. You know, I'm happy for you, and then he attacks Daniel Bryan, and then he takes him out. Yeah, then that could make him a, a full on 100. I think if Roman is WrestleMania moment, I think if Roman is losing, the only way to go is Edge should leave with the title, but as a full blown asshole, heel, awful person, so that you get Daniel Bryan Edge. And then you ultimately could get back to Roman. This, but this goes know? back to the, the the story that you're not telling is the only one that mattered. <laughs> the only story that I know. was, was no, the No, I know. And that's the biggest problem with all of it. Right. It's the, the issue. All right. Let, we got to fly through some of these other things because I got to wrap up. Um, the, the, oh, yeah. So speaking of weird, Baron Corbin. I got nothing. Anybody? It's the I one mean... time. <laughs> I mean, All year. I, 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 I genuinely don't know what to say. So so here's my only, okay, my only last-ditch thought, and I know we kept saying this and it kept not happening, but the second that they introduced this idea, my head went straight to Brock Lesnar actually taking out Drew McIntyre before WrestleMania and that being the match. Um, If this, this is vamping to that next week, I'm fine with Baron Corbin being the red herring to piss us all off because that's the best role for Baron Corbin always. Um, You know, setting aside the fact that it makes no sense he's on another show and all that other shit. But if this is just now Baron Corbin is going to fight Drew McIntyre and lose next week and we're just getting the same match we were getting the whole time, Yes. This just feels like a lot of we don't know what to do on Raw, so here's a thing. Well, I'm pretty sure that's I, I, I think be that's what it exactly is. what it, yeah. it's it's hey look, who who can we put Drew against on the Monday before WrestleMania to make sure Drew, you know, looks really, really pain. Oh look, if he's injured, he overcomes the injury and beats Baron Corbin, everyone's going to love him. Though it ignores the fact that Drew just acted like a dick to the entire locker room. I mean, I, I wanted to bring that up too. What what a terrible face Drew McIntyre is. He buried the entire locker room. Like what a piece of shit that guy is. He's a terrible what? friend. He hates everyone. Why? I, look, I I actually think they've done the work necessary in order to make remind everybody that Bobby Lashley is a heel, right? Like sure. they've done that. 
But Jesus. Minus, minus breaking up the hurt business, which again, yeah, why did you do that? That's a weird bit. My God, all of this is so weird. It's all so fucking weird. Um, that's all I can keep going back to is it's weird, and I just want it to be over. I just, I just want this to end and get to the fucking match already. But, but, but if somehow that they they keep this somebody, you know, this week what it was that he fought Ricochet and then Ali and then. Baron Corbin attacked him. So if he fights Baron Corbin, but then Lesnar comes out and kills Drew McIntyre, the only issue the with that, that is like, compete. why have a WrestleMania with no Drew McIntyre? Like, well, not just that. And if you're going to have Brock Lesnar, I'd want more than six days' notice. Well, okay, well, with, see, I don't agree with that at all because the whole point of it is uh, impulse. Like, you want. I think I think that's part of this. It, like, we all want builds and we all want like long stories, but there's an there's a there is a something about an impulse. Whenever you are pushing a streaming network that a bunch of people just have that aren't your active customers and you throw Brock Lesnar and say in five days you can watch Brock Lesnar. I think there's a lot of value. In I that. don't I, it, on face level. I don't disagree with what you're saying, but you still can't answer the part where Drew McIntyre has been your singular star of your programming for an entire year. And suddenly he's not going to have any match at WrestleMania. You might have Adam Pierce come out and say, "Like, guess what? <laughs> He's here." Here's, Whatever. Yeah, the, here, here's, I, the, I here's the other problem with the Brock Lesnar thing. As as much as you want to say Impulse TV, they're not sold out at WrestleMania yet. Like, if if that's if Brock Lesnar's on that show, you want people to know ahead of time so you can sell these tickets. Um, so you've got a whole week. Yeah. I, and well, I don't know how far away they are from sold out, so I don't know how panicked they are about that. Like, and again, we all know that this is a—it's di- just a different world that we're living in, right? Like, we're we're just in a difficult where where people are choosing not to go to events for whatever reason. So I don't I don't know what their panic level is about the ticket situation. I don't know like how abysmal it is and and how much they need to sell in order for them to feel like it was worth having done it. Um, because you can always move some, you can always like when you're not filling the stadium to begin with, like, does it really matter? Like, how are we going to tell that it was 44% full instead of 47% full? You know what I mean? Like th- that's not going to be all that big of a deal. Um, now if it's 20% full and they wanted it to be 50% full, that probably is a big deal for them in, in doing their own math. I, I, I was just, I was more just saying like if Brock Lesnar was anywhere in the equation, then oh, but the, to, to, uh, they to, would have done it just, ahead of time. just for the sake of giving it more credence. There could be some world in which they genuinely didn't know that, sure. that they, you know, they got to a few weeks away and they got another phone call and somebody said, look, he'll do something for you. You know, like if you want to do Ashley keeps name dropping him in interviews or or if you want to have him run in at the end of the match, he'll do it. And then they suddenly said, well, no, but I still it doesn't I can't get over the fact that it makes no sense for Drew McIntyre. It It's illogical for Drew McIntyre to be removed from this match um, a week before WrestleMania. That's 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 nutty. You know, like that. If, if you were ever not going to have Drew McIntyre in the match, then you just needed to move on and have him face Sheamus at WrestleMania and and do a Brock Lesnar Bobby Lashley match. Like the, removing Drew McIntyre at this point is 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 really beyond any comprehension um for me as far as what professional wrestling would be. Um I, I it's not this is the, the the really difficult part is you did something that you wanted to f- people to f- to feel big. You wanted it to feel shocking and instead it was met with an overwhelming collective groan. Like, oh, God, like, why? Like, what? 
I don't want to watch that next week. I'm not interested in it. I don't care about Drew McIntyre versus Baron fucking Corbin. I there's why would I be interested in that? Yeah, there's no reason why you should be interested in that. Like, if this if the point was we'll just throw something they don't expect at them, it it still has to be something that's interesting. It can't just be wow, a guy from another show that. Is is here now for that you don't give a shit about for some reason. I mean, it, who who we just ourselves told you a week ago is one of the least like wanting to like one of the people you would least be likely to want to watch. Like we told you that yeah, correct in a bit we did on our show. Correct. Uh, Shane McMahon. I I have no interest oh, in saying anything. Do you, do you want to say something? I just I, I, why would I? Here's talk what about I will this? say. This is the perfect storm of WWE shittiness. This is oh he's Vince winning. Thinking some oh no no wait huh? we need to he's winning the match. Oh but, first of all he's winning. First of all he's oh. winning. He's Second win. of all, like this is this is Vince's sense of humor. The the idea of McMahon's being important. You have the production value of, you know, the, the stupid train going around and around and around. Like, this is everything that we have lambasted about WWE all combined into one feud. It's amazing. Yeah, it's... it's... He's just going to fall off the cage, right? Uh, yeah, that would make a lot of sense. By, sure. by the way, don't you love them introducing the train thing where he runs around the, the ring just to have a match where he can't run around the I mean, ring? I got nothing. I really have nothing. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, oh, I could see them starting the match where, like, like, uh, like the McFoley matches where, like, sure. they wouldn't be in the cage yet or whatever. Well, Shane, yeah, Shane's reluctant to go in, and so yeah, something like that. Elias and the other guy attack Braun, yeah. whatever. Uninter- uh, so j- just so they can do the stupid train noise. Yep. That would be the sole yep. purpose of it. Very uninteresting. Um, uh, speaking of uninteresting, Logan Paul will have something to do with uh, SmackDown on Friday night, and. Lord knows, I I I could not feign giving a shit about this. I I don't. I the only thing great about it is that the Paul brothers are awful, like awful, awful, and the fact that like Sami Zayn wants to associate with him is really smart on his part for his character. But I just don't think wrestling fans know who he is. Uh, I mean, there probably are more than I you know. Like I, I was gonna say, he's a big. Yeah, especially it, it, well, it's his brother who's fighting like the week after, right? Has that big is boxing? That, is that still happening? I don't even know if that yeah. was still happening. All right, no, it, 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 I'm pretty sure it is. Okay, well, that's Floyd Mayweather, right? No, no, it's not Floyd. It's it's. A it was supposed to be, was it? Wasn't it? The... Yeah, yeah. Oh no, I think Logan was supposed to face Floyd. Floyd, oh, okay. but right. Jake, his brother, is facing like a UFC guy or something. Who cares? Um, I mean, I just I cannot pretend <laughs> like these people. I and I mean this all. I cannot. Pre- this isn't even me telling. I don't know enough. People tell me I should hate these people. I they are not on my radar enough for me to hate them. I don't. Th- I I just don't know. And I get it. Somebody said that's because you're a dinosaur. That's because you're a thousand years old and you're not paying attention to the world. That's fine. I just have to live with that. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care at all. I am opposed to anything that takes the attention away from Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn. So I don't like this because but, it takes the attention away from Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn, but it's a very WWE thing to do leading into WrestleMania. At at the same time, clearly they view Sami as big enough to had to interact with a guy who has more social media than every wrestler combined. And that part is so, true. Yep. Um, uh, anything else as far as WWE really quickly? Uh, I, I just wanted to say that it, we Alexa's been amazing. I don't like the fact that The Fiend is like 
nothing going into this. Just kind of the, I, the, the I, mindless zombie. I would actually, uh, like, this is a weird thing. I completely I, disagree. I really do disagree, too. Um, and, and you know what the weird part is? It's my realization that the, the story, as we kept saying, was never really about the Fiend. And the truth is, the Alexa part is way more important. Well, th- and, but then is it a problem that it's the Fiend versus Randy Orton at WrestleMania? It's not a problem. I, I think they're making it work, which is she has decided that he's the one. That's what needs to map. That that's what matters and needs to happen. I I would argue that the main event was Randy Orton versus Alexa Bliss, and so to that point, this isn't as important to me. But it still works. It's it's still in the world in which we can't really get a. They're not ready to give us a barn burner Randy Orton versus Alexa Bliss match. They're just they're not. They're clearly not willing to go there just yet this is about as good as we can get in a trade-off to finish off this feud between randy orton and alexa bliss yeah there's just something about it and and I, you know what probably the answer is it's not actually going to you know it's going to be the firehouse firefly funhouse it's going to be alexa narrating and the fiend's going to come out at the end and, and that's kind of your answer there that it's not really randy orton versus the fiend it's randy versus alexa again and and that works but i just i i was thinking about the match and i was just like uh, zombie burned up fiend doesn't interest me that much. Now Alexa interests me a lot. Interests me a ton. I but I do like that they're sticking to this. Like that, like they're sticking to the through line of like this is a character that was burned alive that has come back to life somehow in some form, but is different and is. Maybe not really alive, like maybe being controlled by this other person. I mean, I know we're way into like fantasy horror land, Boy, but that, like that's that's some like WandaVision shit, right? I, <laughs> like, I was gonna say, that, that's not the part that bothers. Hang on a second. I'm actually more interested in that. I mean, now that's that. what makes it that's what makes the zombie whatever interesting is that like we don't know what it is. Like we don't know what the situation is like in kayfabe this guy should be fucking dead right so like you know is you know is alexa a witch like i don't i don't know but like she's controlling him somehow with that little box is sort of the story they're telling so or or summoning him or whatever um so i i'm i'm interested to see where this is going and how it plays out but it has to the the part I struggle with is it has to end somehow. And I don't know did they say that who said they were gonna kill someone this week? Who was was that was that this one where someone said they were gonna kill somebody? I don't remember. I genuinely I mean, don't remember. A wrestler said they were gonna kill another wrestler. Did they not? Did uh, I make I, that up? You might be right about it and I just blocked like I wasn't fully paying attention. I don't remember. I mean, I, Randy has definitely. I mean, he tried to kill the fiend. He uh, and he said, didn't he cut a promo about how he he actually tried to kill him because it was the only way he could fully be rid of him, something like that. Yeah, it sounds I, right. That does sound right. I wish I could remember who's because I like I laughed out loud. Like somebody was like, at what at whatever pay per view if it was WrestleMania or whatever, I'm gonna kill someone, and I was like, whoa, like yeah, we're killing people it's a lot. now. It's a lot. You're not okay. wrong about that. 
All right. Um, I, I got to do this very quickly. The good news is there's not really all that much to talk about from AEW this week. There's, it's just not. It's not. It wasn't terribly bad, but it, it's just not all that significant of a of a show. Um, the most significant part, for some reason, they thought was something they should just do in a backstage segment. And the segment was cool, but it was definitely the most important part of the show and, and definitely should have been how the show ended. And that's the return of the inner circle and, you know, selling me on. Like, it was going to take a lot to get me to believe that an inner circle versus this group, the pinnacle, was going to be better than just doing the, the MJF-Chris Jericho match. But... I've maybe come around a little bit on that. I don't really give a shit about the pinnacle. They haven't really made that work for me, but I do remember that I still care about the inner circle a little bit. So if we are pointing towards a stadium stampede, if that's if that's the purpose of all of this is to get us to a stadium stampede match, I I'm I'm fine with it. Um, it 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 will be it will work. Um, I'm 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 good with it. I just can't fathom why they thought that was a segment that just needed to happen backstage in the middle of the show. I, I thought it was shot great. I, th- I thought him I agree opening with that the bathroom part. door yep. and then and then going out the other door. I think that was part of the reason is that they could just have more fun with the shooting of it and stuff. I think the one thing that was missing, like, I don't think Sammy should have been involved at this point. I I, I would have liked to see the the full reconciliation between them. Uh, okay, I, I think there's something to be said for that. I don't disagree. That 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 probably was something that needed to happen individually. Um. I, I, if you think that I'm supposed to be interested in uh, uh, Cody Rhodes and QT Marshall, you're going to have to <laughs> spend a lot of time fucking selling me on it because, my God, none of it. I could not possibly care less about any of it. Doesn't it make you care that all the um, nameless, faceless guys are on his yeah, side? Who gives a shit? And, and that's because on paper... This is actually an interesting storyline, but you just had to make people care about these people beforehand. Doing well, this without making people care makes it not work. Well, I don't, On really, paper, I actually... Why does anybody else need to be involved with it? I, that, well, I, I disagree. Think the, I think the well, idea... No, wait. The, let, me, let me take Aaron's point and say, you've never made me care about QT Marshall, so that's well, why this well, that, That's what I mean about any of these people. I'm talking yeah. about you have to make make us care about one aspect of it, whether it's the trainees, whether it's QT Marshall. You have to, Because the story in itself is, is, you know, it's basically the last season of Cobra Kai. Like if, if, if I really cared about QT Marshall, it wouldn't really matter that the other guys are random. Right, you, I mean, either the trainees or love QT it. had to be. Uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't love it, but I, I think if you had a strong principle, and then these are the like these guys. I mean, like think about the Shield. Like those were nobody guys. I mean, like we knew who they were because of NXT, but regular fans had no idea who they were, and they came out behind a strong principle. So, like, I think that. If there was a strong principle in the story, it'd be fine. But like, there's not. That's the problem, and it reeks of the thing. The thing it reeks of smelling your own yes. farts. I mean, this F-O-C. is exactly like it's it's terrible. Just pushing a guy that's which, Cody's which, best friend, which is frustrating. Because like I said, I think this this could have, if done properly, been a really I, fun storyline. I think this would have been a fine like end of end of the card or the bottom of the card match for a pay per view to have QT Marshall kind of turn on Cody and now he wants his moment or something like that. Like, I think it it's it's not... Unfortunately, QT Marshall's just not interesting enough for it to matter, yep. but you could do it if you just had nothing else to do with Cody. And frankly, it would be the least offensive thing you've done with Cody. So, yeah. like, sure, go for it. It's a much better way to use Cody Rhodes than any of the ways they've used him. This... 
trying to get me to give a fuck about these 60 people that you're throwing. I mean, this is, again, part of the problem they've always had is let's just throw more people at it. Let's just there's a goddamn army now is is horrendous. I don't care. I just want it to go away. I, I don't. I, I don't need 60 new people. I sure as hell don't care about, uh, no offense, Billy Gunn. I sure as hell don't care about Dustin Rhodes. I don't care about any of this. And the hilarity by which they switch their minds from week to week between these old four horsemen are supposed to be badass guys that can still fight versus being a week later <laughs> old cripples that it's it's ungodly that you would attack. Like, it, it, that is that goes beyond defensive. That goes to like, how do you exist as a a a a, 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 a brand with thoughts? Like th- this is insane. It's 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 bad oh, no. shit. You punched Arn Anderson, but Tully Blanchard was wrestling two weeks ago. <laughs> well, and and Arn Anderson, you've tried to convince, could still do it. Like you, yeah, he's he's uh, mixed, what he's mixed the, it up. A few stare downs. Yes, like you've been he's trying. Done, to, he's done a bunch of spinebusters. Well, yeah, the spinebusters. But you've been trying to tell a story that these guys can still be fighters, but then the moment someone goes after him, it's the most hellacious thing anyone has ever done. Fuck all, dude. Like they, it's just. <laughs> It's un unthinkable, but the whole thing's unthinkable. So I, I'm not. I let's end it. Christian, fine. Fine. I mean, it, you looked fine, right? It didn't like it, I, yeah, Christian and Kaz, great, wonderful. But like that's how he should be used. But that's in, what I want out of Christian. But in the context, they're trying to convince you that he's he's a great worker. Like, uh, he, I mean, he is a great worker. He's, we'll we'll see if he still is. He he absolutely was a great that, worker. That part I'm fine. He was a great worker. At this point, he's. I thought it was a good match that yeah. that only went 20 minutes because they're trying to convince you something, not because it demanded 20 minutes. Absolutely. Like, I, I was not invested with it for the entirety of the 20 minutes. I I, I was barely watching as the match went along. It, I, I was interested simply because I was curious about this. You know, this was his first real match in seven years. But, but I got that answer quickly, right? Like, he can, he can still perform. You know, like, I, I got that answer pretty quickly. And then it just kept going because they feel the need to try to get you to believe that he's really a this this historically great worker at this point. And it the match they were giving me was not worthy of 20 minutes. I, I didn't think. I, I thought it was fine. But and, I often think that about a lot of AEW matches. They... they it's so I will say th- this that it's on par with what they do as far as like you know they put these 20 minute matches in there that I don't think need to be 20 minutes so I wasn't offended by that I'm used to that on this show and I th- I thought Christian looked good but are you going to convince me he should fight Kenny Omega? Like, no. I, I don't want to. I don't want you to convince me he should fight. Kenny but that, Omega. but that's the eternal. Because p- you can't convince me he should fight Kenny. But Omega. you're right, Aaron. But that's why they're doing this. They're they're of they're, they are. they're giving him a 20 minute match in his first match because they're trying to tell the story of why he's going to face Kenny Omega, and that's right. that's the problem with all of this. Like, good match, decent, not that, not that. Where right. do we think the Omega and Good Brothers and Bucks and mocks like is this going to turn into a war games type thing? I think it's more they know that next I week think it is splits off. I, I think it's next week is takeover and they want to put something on to try to get somebody yeah. to look at them I, instead. I, I think the next two, you know, I, I think they're going to run back Moxley and Omega for some reason, 
and I think they're going to do Bucks versus Good Brothers. I think that's just the simple way to do it. But do you think is next week a six man tag? Is that what they're doing? Yes. Okay. Do you think they're doing Omega Moxley at the Mar- the May pay per view? Uh, that's where I would lean right now. Okay. It's yeah. a- it's April. I mean, yeah, they, so, if they're not, I mean, like, they would have to start something else pretty soon. So I, I hear you. I, I, I think it's a mistake to do it again at a pay-per-view, but, you know, like... There the, are worse mistakes to be yes, made. Yes, I, I do agree with that, too. I think I think that's fine. All right, anybody, uh, Aaron, why don't you plug VEASAN? Yeah, uh, check out VEASAN, VEASAN.com. Uh, you can hear us on iHeartMedia. Of course, listen to the Nightcap, uh, 7 to 10 Pacific, 10 to 1 a.m. Eastern time every night. I'm on Twitter at the Aoster. Brandon, anything to plug? I think next week or the week after, I might have something real to plug. Oh, Woo! finally! I'm um, and by something that. real, you mean the Disneyland thing, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to taking that trip. I'm gonna try that goddamn hot dog. <laughs> That's no, like a real concert, hopefully, that we're bringing into Baltimore. So let's uh, let's see. You know, it's still going to be like we're going to be announcing things for the fall that we still don't know what the regulations are going to be in the fall. We're confident that we'll get back to where we need to be. But that's sort of the way you have to do it if you want to do things right now. So um, we're full steam ahead for now. I need to talk I about the talk. fact that uh, Drew Hill is celebrating their 25th anniversary and uh, – I'm going to need a show at Ram's Head Live, King. Like, well, we're already talking about it, so hey, we'll see. Hey. That doesn't mean that it'll happen. It's happening. You, It's happening, and don't you fucking ruin it for me, you asshole. You do this, and then you It'll put edge in the main event. Just, who knows if it'll be with me or not. It better. Yeah. It well, if you better. let it go elsewhere. Yeah, Come I'm going to hate you eternally. All right. Um, uh, at, at the AOS or at Brandon Linton, I'm at Glenn Clark Radio, glennclarkradio.com. Of course, thanks to AJ for checking in earlier. For Aaron, for Brandon, and for the main event. Then, oh, I guess I normally say the main event part. Yeah, uh, what, what were you doing? I gotta there? go. Look I do stepping right I, in there. I have I have 18 minutes to do about 70 minutes worth of work. So I'm, I stepped right in there, buddy. Thank you, pal. Appreciate it. Thank you, AJ Francis. I'm Glenn Clark. This is Ben jobbing out. I gotta go jobbing out. Oh no, AJ already did it. Ha ha! This will be funny when I leave this part in, and then I play AJ's part two. Sure.